Que tous ceux qui sont dans la vibe Que toutes celles qui sont dans la vibe Que ceux qui sont assis se lèvent Allez maintenant on y va Ces soirées là Avant même qu'elles aient commencé on est déjà dans l'ambiance à peine entré sur la piste, on lâche nos derniers pas Avec bien plus de cibles que Travolta Pas le temps de souffler dans la foule, on part en reconnaissance C'est la seule chose à laquelle on pense Chacun fait son numéro pour en avoir un Vu qu'on sans rien, a pas moyen I mean, it had to get to the good part Although that first part was kind of good I meant we had to get to the great part I didn't say turn it down C'est pour ça C'est ce soir c'est c'est bon, c'est bon, c'est bon, c'est bon. Ah, très bien, bonjour, bonjour, and welcome to the Blackcast. Christian Blatt here, the host of the Blackcast on Twitter at Christian DMZ, joined by Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks. You, Captain EO on the other side of the glass on Twitter at Jeff Duray. Say howdy. Hey. And on assignment, and his assignment is getting famous, Will Sterling, Agent Sterling, on Twitter at Will Sterling underscore. And you can follow at Blackcast on Twitter, like the Blackcast on Facebook, and you can always go to Blackcast.com for the latest. Anyway, there's uh, been ample coverage of the terrible events in Paris last Friday, November 13th. And those events well chronicled by people far more qualified than myself, or I'm going to speak for the other guys in the room, better qualified than you guys to report information and update various situations. So we're basically here to react, give our thoughts, maybe how those thoughts have evolved as the story has evolved. And I'll start first, because it's the Black Cast, not the EO Cast, which you could start doing anytime you want to, by the way, Jeff, if you want there to be an EO Cast. I feel like people would really not enjoy that. <laughs> like, because yeah, I would just rail on shit that I cared about, so it would be like 90% like my masturbation habits. And, and there'd be like 20 minutes of, and the fucking guy in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's really what it would be. It would be 90% of, and I realized that today as I was pulling into the parking garage. Every single day, I'm like, well, today's the day that everyone drives like an <laughs> asshole. And then I was like, no, wait, that's every single day I feel this way when I get to work. I hate everyone. Yeah. And good night. And good night. <laughs> That'd be it right there. Uh, so I'll start first. Uh, so when I first saw that something was happening, I was actually uh, with Agent Starling before he was as famous as he is this week. Uh, we recorded a couple of nerd-centric episodes of the Black Cast, one of which we posted last week. So, you know, and I'm just sort of, you know, you just kind of reconnect after that and you look at your phone and... You're like, all right, people are talking about Paris, and you figure out pretty quickly that something terrible happened, and, you know, I kind of spent the drive back to my house listening to the radio, trying to find out more about it. And there's really only one way to describe my reaction, which is, you know, you're just, you're horrified when you hear about this. It's terrible. You think about all those people, they're just out to dinner, cafe, soccer game, or going to a concert. And really, that was the one in particular that hit home, not just because the most people were killed at the concert, but I just think about how often I've been at a concert. And, you know, sometimes you go to events, and I don't know about you guys, there's times you're, especially after the uh, the Dark Knight Rises shooting in Colorado, you start to think of like, oh, yeah, yeah, movie theaters, yeah, that's, they're not really safe. Especially the old time where, you know, there's, you know, 
I don't know about where you guys grew up, but there's movie theaters in smaller towns. There's usually like at the back is the exit, and if you open the exit, you can let your friends in, and they didn't have to pay stuff like that. Maybe maybe only I'm from small town America like that, but uh, it's easy to get into a movie theater, you know. Yeah, remember I told you I snuck into The Martian. Oh, I forgot you did that. That's right. It's, that's, it's so easy. That's in to, L.A. in a very big yeah. movie theater chain. I snuck right on Just in. Just right on in there. Yeah, it's very easy to get in a movie theater. And, you know, you go to concerts. And, you know, this concert was in a theater. You know, you're in a smaller venue. The security at these things, they, they don't they don't have weapons. You know, they're they're just they're basically there to make sure you don't bring food in, you know, or, or booze <laughs> if it's a concert. You know, there's. There's not a lot of lines of defense, and it's the sort of thing that you just kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're never really safe anywhere. And I don't know, as much as I love to go to live music and you just think about you're there and it's kind of this shared communal experience and there's excitement, there's joy, and then all of a sudden what happens is... Well, I would describe it as a nightmare, but I don't know that most of our nightmares can be as terrible as that. So, you know, your heart breaks for the people of France and your thoughts and prayers if you do that sort of thing or with them. And you really hope they get every last one of the motherfuckers who did this. And before we talk about the people who did this, I uh, wanted to let each of uh, Coltrane and Captain EO Kind of give your thoughts, you know, when you heard and what you've thought now that we've had almost a week to uh, kind of process it. Uh, I will uh, go first with Coltrane because he has seniority. Sorry, Captain Neil. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's honestly, it's just not surprising anymore. It's, no, it's, that's the worst. Yeah, you're right. One of the worst things is you're like, oh, this is terrible, but it's another one. And of course there's another one because the, there's going to be another one after this. I don't know where and I don't know when, but there will be another one. Yeah, it's a it's a tough dynamic because you just I like you I feel like you can see what's going on in the world. You can see kind of like just the way things are falling apart and there's just this I don't know, there's just this sense that that people are are not paying as much attention to it as they need to be. So it's why it is it just sucks that like so many people can just get like wiped out like that and because you you sort of like take your eye off it for a minute and then there it is like they're all just right there like and then like all like the raids that are coming out like in the last like few days like they're just like storming all these places to like get like find more and more terrorists and everything it's just crazy there's not a lot there's there's no real like rhyme or reason to like any any way that you're really going to feel safe because you're like we are just all targets. That's just like the it's just the unfortunate reality is like we are in fact all targets. So I don't know. It's just it's mind blowing. It's just like it. I don't know. Like it just like you see it happening and you you don't really even know what to say about it. No, I agree. And you know when you see all these raids and you're just like, oh, okay, so you know there's all these places, all these doors that you can kick down. Why did you kick down these doors a week ago? You know, if, if if it's easy enough to put together that list of here's where all those suspicious characters are. And some of them are specific, I think, to threats that allegedly or reportedly have been averted in the wake of this. You started to look for people attached to these people. Sure. But I feel like there's doors that can always be kicked down and you should probably kick them down. You know, 
at least once a week, kick down a few doors. You know, it's it's the problem that you that that we get into. It's it's the it's the uh, Edward Snowden problem, where on one hand you really don't want the government to just be like spying on all of your shit because the people that are there, unfortunately, can't they just can't all be trusted. Like you, you will hear the stories about some analyst who like used the the his capability to like spy on an ex girlfriend's like boyfriend or something. Like so, you or they corner somebody and they say, you know, like you know, I was listening to your phone calls and who the fuck is Miriam? Anyway, as you were saying, (laughs) (laughs) so it's you know, like you, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to live it like feeling like like your information is just being gathered and everyone can take it. And so, on one hand, you have the the thing where you don't where you want to know that the government's doing it. You want to know that your information is out there. On the other hand, it does. And, and there's a, like the part of it that if you felt like the government would actually be able to handle it properly and would be able to connect the dots, I think people would be better with it. But the fact that the fact that they just collect it and then they still can't seem to like connect the dots on everything. And so there is still, there still continues to just be all these problems makes it worse. So on one hand, you want to know that it's out there, that the government's doing it. On the other hand, if like if the they were using the information the way they're supposed to be, then you feel like they should be able to like to to like thwart these these attacks earlier, and they should be able to know which doors to kick down earlier. But it's the combination of they're just they just seem to be collecting it to collect it, but then they don't seem to be connecting the dots with it, and I think that's where the biggest problem is for most people. No, I agree. That is definitely a huge problem, and the thing about the raids in Paris that happened. Let's see, I guess that was Tuesday night slash early Wednesday morning, is how did they find that place? Oh, they had some tapped phone calls. So, you know, that's one of those like, oh, my God, they're tapping our phones. Hey, I'm glad they tapped those people's phones. So <laughs> it's it's hard for me to say that all of this data collection is wrong when you have instances of like, OK, well, here's where it worked. And, you know, you're just like. Well, how do you know that bad things were happening there? Um, some chick was wearing a, a, a suicide vest. So probably you got some bad people who were going to do some bad shit. So I don't know. I, I'm okay with the data collection. I guess the people who aren't okay with data collection have something to hide. You know, Jared from Subway, probably <laughs> when he heard about all that, they like, wait, 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 wait. They have everything? <laughs> so I, here's and this is it's my own my own personal thing and I I know it's it's completely my own opinion on it it's if I knew that they were using that they collected everything but that they were only like actually going after like terrorists or people who were actually trying to do something that would be one thing but I don't I don't like the idea of they're like collecting your they're collecting all your your data and your information and they know about like some incident I don't know some incident that is it that shouldn't really be a big deal? Like you, like I don't know. It, maybe like you were like buying like uh, you're buying some like pot from someone, and you know like they they have that information, so they use that against you in court. That would be that is problematic to me. But if you're doing it for a terrorist reason, then that makes sense to me. It's just like it's the little stuff. I feel like yeah. police should just go after go out and do their own job. And and once you start using it effectively for terrorism stuff, then it's like, uh, do you, do you know why we called you in today? No. Right. Uh, you Googled the term jailbait 150 times in the last <laughs> month. You, you want to explain that? 
And um, I would call my lawyer after they asked me that. Uh, anyway, uh, so Captain EO, your thoughts on uh, all of it. And uh, you don't have to be specific, but you work on a show where they talk about this stuff all the time. So you're probably, to some extent, tired of hearing and talking about it. Uh, I'm not tired of it. Uh, I just... So the show that I work on, all these events unfolded about half hour before the show started. Right. So I was sitting, and it was funny because the guy that we actually had filling in that day couldn't have had a better person for this. He's somebody who served over in Af- Afghanistan and Iraq, who's very oh, wow. familiar with the things that were going on. When it was just a hostage crisis, he's like, there's, there's no hostages. The ISIS doesn't take hostages. They execute people. They're just, per- they haven't made any demands because they don't have any demands. Their demand is to murder everybody in that building. So when we finally got to see inside and, and... Wait a minute, I'm going to interrupt for a second. So you didn't have a host who, as it happened, said, no, nah, that's too much. Let's talk about sandwiches. <laughs> nah, you didn't Not have even that. a little bit. There, uh, there were no, no. no fog stories. Huh? No fog stories. That no, day. All right, but so you, as soon as you get to see inside of what's happening, go ahead. Yes, well, we got to see inside the uh, Bataclan, I think. It I was, believe that's and, how you say it, um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, the whole day. Oh, I so felt wait, like you saw you saw online. You you didn't. I, I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah. Because I I actually didn't see those pictures. I don't. knew I I knew I could have. Yeah, because don't. they were posted, and I was like, no, I, I'll I'll watch. I'll go ahead and watch TV. Ugh, just it it yeah. makes me sick to my stomach, and it's I'm not. I'm not sensitive to this kind of stuff. I no, but there's like, got to be a level. The yeah. whole day afterwards, after the initial attacks and everything was unfolding, it was just, it made me sick to my stomach. Like, this is just disgusting and awful and just makes you so frustrated. And all your initial reactions are like, fuck them. Like, let's go over there and beat them to death with their own dicks if necessary. And like,. Not like jerk them off, but like you know, <laughs> no, no, no. rip their yeah. dicks off. You're, you're going to beat them. You're not going to beat them off. I, I knew what okay. you meant. I just yeah. I felt like you know. No, maybe. no. Once you said it, you're like, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Wow. Like, it just there's so much <laughs> anger in me. Sure. From this because it's just so frustrating, and I think the most frustrating part is that no one has anything close to a to a decent resolution. The, no. The idea. And the, the fact that we're treating uh, Islam and, and the Muslim world as though it's all of their fault and every country that is, is an, an Islamic state is a piece of shit and they should all die, that's fucking retarded. You're retarded if you think that and kill yourself because you're just as bad as these radical Islamists because you are doing exactly what they are doing and saying these people who have a different belief system than me are inherently wrong and all deserve to die. You Please take a second to look in the mirror and realize what a piece of shit you are if you think that. And then there's the other side of it where the people are like, oh, no, you know, this is just a couple of bad apples. There's like yeah. there's like eight guys no. that we have to worry about. The rest of them are fine. And, no, you know, it's like 20 percent of one point five yeah. billion. Now, great. Look at look at percentages. 80, 20. That means the vast majority of Muslims are good people. Like, yeah. Give them a fucking break. And but I agree 20% with you. 20% of 1.5 billion is way yeah, too many. Let's definitely, let's definitely talk about the 20%. Let's not pretend that the 20% is no. not there. Let's and not call them the JV for, squad. Let's not yeah. say that they're well, that, contained. That let's, was the most, yeah, exactly. That was the most frustrating thing about the, you know, obviously the, the act itself is terrible, but in the aftermath, the most frustrating thing is that, the, you know, President Obama wasn't the only one. The the media, other world leaders were like, well, we don't want to speculate. We don't? 
What, you you don't want to upset <laughs> ISIS? Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, Mr. President. You know, did you didn't want to offend Al Qaeda by assuming it was ISIS or committing the real faux pas of assuming that it was Al Qaeda, you know, and not ISIS. At this point, to me, blaming Al Qaeda is like wearing white after Labor Day. It's like ugh, no one blames Al Qaeda anymore, Mr. President. <laughs> it was like, oh no, we don't want to hurt ISIS's feelings, so let's not assume. No, fuck them. You know. So if you say like, oh, this is probably ISIS, and, and you're wrong. You know, it's some militant group of French separatists or something. All right, then you're like, oh, that wasn't ISIS, but uh, you see why we thought it was. Yeah. You know, you didn't think that. Oh well, this is probably you know a, a group of this is this is a fa- a peaceful Muslim family. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no one was saying that, you know. And I, why not speculate? You know, it's like well, it's what everybody was thinking. Is like, oh, this is this is ISIS. Well, you know? it's it's not even just that. Let's not speculate. It's that's what they're chanting as they're like sitting there killing people. Yeah. So the, the witnesses that are coming out are telling you what they're saying. They shouted Allahu Akbar. They said this is what they looked like. You know, yeah. They're saying this is for Syria. Yeah, that too. This is for Syria. I'm just saying, like, that's not speculation, okay? That is is them telling you. And this is, honestly, this is, it's a pet peeve. It just sort of is, when it's, when you try to, like, downplay, like, the Islamic radical threat, it's, it's just frustrating because it's like, well... We're just like these are people who are just like they're they're they don't represent the religion. They're just taking it out of context and everything. Listen, this is like you're being bigoted against these people because they're telling you who they are and who and what they are like why they are doing it. They're telling you that they are doing it in their own like for religious reasons. Now, I'm not saying that that is all Islam. It's not. But what I'm saying is these people are using it that way. So you, it's okay to call them that because that's what they're telling you they are. And if not, what you're saying is these people are too stupid to know what they're doing. And, it, and by saying that, then you're making an assessment of a group of people and you're using your own biases about that group of people. So it's, it is a weird catch-22 about being overly politically correct because they're telling you who they are. And my so it's like I'm and again, like you will have people who will talk about how there are like Christian, like radical Christians who will say the same things and like will do things here, too. Again, I get that. And you can say that they're do that they are perverting their religion. That's fine. But it doesn't make them not Christian. Like you don't sit there and like hear people say, well, they're not really Christians. Like they're using their own religion their own way. And this is is these are people Islamic radicals who are doing it their own way. It just just acknowledge that they're telling you what they're doing. Yeah, no, no. There are people that make the argument that it's you know well to call them Muslims is like calling the Ku Klux Klan Christians. Well, no, it is actually like that because it's exactly the same thing. It's people mm-hmm. who are perverting their beliefs, and you're not saying everybody who believes this thinks what these, you know, the 20% do. No. Exactly. But these people do think it, and it does start with the religion. So that's mm-hmm. not why you call them, well, these are Muslim terrorists. No, you, it's very specific. These are radical Islam. What does that mean? Well, they've been radicalized by whatever radicalized them. Mm-hmm. And it's fine to say that. And Captain EO, your thought. Well, it's, I mean, there's there's been a video from 2014 circulating. Uh, I think it was like a CNN video. I think Don Lemon's in it. And uh, it's this Islamic guy. And he makes some really salient points about how, considering all Islamic states to be the same as a Saudi Arabia or an Iran, 
is is just not right because you're you're taking countries that are just inherently have had a history of violence and, and are violent angry angry places that we are going and fucking up even worse and making their lives miserable these people are suffering from like poverty and all these horrible things not that that justifies even a monicum of the horrible things they do i'm just saying we have to be realistic about the circumstances from which the actual shitty people are coming from to understand like the root cause because if we just say okay well because this is the end result, then, like, well, I guess this whole thing is just fucked up. No. The number one problem, the number one cause for, like, violence and, and bad things and, and all this horrible shit that's happening in the world is is competition for resources. Because everybody wants the whole pie for themselves. And, I mean, is it really any wonder that all, like, the most violent countries are usually the most impoverished countries? The ones with the most disparity between, like, the vast majority of their population, how they live, right. and then, when, like, the couple royal families. Yeah, it's it's the same thing if you look at it in the micro, where are the bad neighborhoods in a city? Exactly. You know, it's, it's where economic conditions are the harshest. Yeah. And it's the same thing around the world. I, I agree. I don't, I don't think that there's any issue with being like, ISIS is a radical group of assholes. I don't yeah. think there's any issue with blaming horrible things on ISIS unless they didn't do it, a la Bush blaming Iraq for 9-11, which they had nothing to do with. That was stupid. Uh, he was told by literally everyone that they had nothing to do with it, and he still came out and said they did it. But they tried to kill my dad. <laughs> it's just like, let's just, let's just, like, I'm not, I'm not some bleeding heart, like, super liberal who just thinks like, no, we got to treat them all with compassion. I feel you, and we'll, I mean, we'll get to that for in a second. <laughs> burn, feel the burn. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. But it's, it's in, in my mind, the number one goal of terrorists, and the number one goal of the terror attack in Paris is fear, is instilling fear in people. And what do they want to achieve with this fear? They don't just want us all scared and pissing our pants. They want us scared because when you're scared, you're also angry, and you lash out. And what they want is for us to be scared and... And lash out and all this shit that we are seeing of all, like, let's be honest, if we're going to make it along partisan lines, all the Republicans who are saying things like, don't let the refugees in. What's so wrong with saying we're scared? Well, what's wrong with saying we're scared is we are allowing the terrorists to win when we say we're scared. Look at what France is doing. They're saying, fuck you, we're not scared. They're saying, sure, keep coming in because guess what? This ain't going to happen again because we're going to fuck you up if you try anything. That's the most amazing thing of all of this is the, the swift and brutal French retaliation contrasted with the way the U.S. handles anything to do with ISIS and the way they approach... You know, why why are there all these problems in Syria? Because, you know... Climate change. Yeah, exactly, climate change. Because, you know, it's like, whoa, we're, we're, you know, Assad's not that bad. We're, we're going to just take a back seat. You know, Syria, we'll just let that happen. You know, and it's stunning how quickly France was like, oh, no, no yeah, like, like you said, we're going to just fucking drop a bomb on everybody. If we miss and we get some other people, fuck it, you shouldn't live in that neighborhood. You know? You don't shouldn't live, live in Raqqa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, fuck. Yeah. Don't live there. Hey, you, you, if you don't like ISIS, don't live in their home base. Look, if you went to Sandals Raqqa this week, <laughs> it's your fault. Okay? You should have just been like, you know what? We'll, we'll, why don't we go to Club Med Beirut instead. We'll if be better off. If you're a diehard Larry Bird fan, don't live in Inglewood <laughs> in the 1980s, you dumb fucking asshole. Like, don't. You're an idiot. So, 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 yeah. Uh, just, 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 um, I just, 
I just think that the best thing that we can do isn't to be blindly like, no, hug them all. That's, we'll kill them with kindness. But it, it also isn't to turn a blind eye to people that are still suffering. Yeah. Because all we're going to do is give them more reasons and, and more people to do these things. Like, there's a reason why one of the people who was uh, in the attack in Paris was originally, like, they're from Paris. And they lived in the shitty fucking ghettos. Yeah. And they left to go fight with ISIS because they're like, you know what? Fuck the Western world. Look at how they're treating me and my family. Because, as I said before, it's like poverty and, and shitty mistreatment is the number one cause for all of this shitty stuff. And then that's why they're susceptible to this radicalization. They're susceptible to the idea of, hey, we know how to change things. Kill all those fucking Westerners because we know you don't like what they're up to. And that'll solve it. Just like, and I, I mean, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I was always very much in support of Black Lives Matter, the the movement, because I was like, look, I get that you have a lot of sandbagging pieces of shit in your group who say some of the dumbest, most fucking sure. backwards things. But I get what the original intention of your message was, was to like, hey, we matter too. Like, don't turn a blind eye when shitty things are happening to people in our culture and, and people of our ethnicity. But when I read that, like, big members of the Black Lives Matter came up with the hashtag fuck, fuck Paris because yeah. it's a white tragedy, officially fuck your whole movement. Fuck you and everything you stand for. If you allow people within your cause to say dumb fucking things like that and you don't stand up and fight it, then that's where I understand the justification of getting angry at Islam. But there are Islamic people standing sure. up and being like, what they're doing is fucking wrong and a, a perversion. Of what we're doing, and that's the same thing that should apply across the board. If it's like uh, the civil rights movement in in the '60s and everything, a lot of the reasons why that did get fixed was because other Christians and other and I'm I'm agnostic. I don't believe in anything, but I and so I'm never I'm never just pro Christian. Like, right. Don't mistake me for that. But there was christians were like no what the fuck are you doing like killing people like murdering people treating people poorly because they look different than you is not acceptable and so they stood up and said like no fuck this section of our people like they're wrong and and we need to do everything we can to fix the wrong that they're doing and that's what we need the islamic state the rest of the is uh, muslims to do but we also need to give them an opportunity to do that. Okay, the only I and I agree with that. I do feel though like my my issue in general is that I do feel like there are not enough Muslims in general that come out like strongly against radical groups. And that's it's the, very obvious why the they biggest, don't and, because, you know, it's not worth the headache. You know, there's that's, there's but, like one Zudi Jasser and like a couple other guys and everybody else is like I'm going to keep my head down because I want to keep my head attached to my body. And that is that's where part of the problem for me lies just in that we're talking we're we're talking 80/20, it, it might even be 90/10. But what I'm saying but what you hear from are the 10. You don't hear enough from the 90. And I think that's part of the problem in the way that I see it because I feel like when the 90 don't stand up then it just then it makes it seem like it's more it's not as big a problem for them and so therefore it's that's why people who are afraid will just sit there and say oh well all muslims must be bad because no one's like no, there's not enough muslims that are saying anything so of course like they must be okay with it that's that's the problem that i have that's why i think king uh, abdullah of jordan i Correct. think I, 
that guy is brave as hell because he is coming out in a country in the Middle East saying radical Islam is not Islam. These people are savages. They need to be taken out. This is not Islam. Mm -hmm. That guy is brave. That guy, and again, he's got a lot of people on all sides that are just like, hey, screw it. We'll go after you. But he's just, he is standing up and fighting, and he's fighting not only for his country. He is fighting for his religion because he wants people to understand that this isn't Islam. That's mm -hmm. the, th that, I feel like, is, is what I want to see a little more of, is I want to feel more like there are more Muslims that are going to come out and just be like, look, this isn't like this isn't Islam because it's it's not. But it's like there's there's the the people with the loudest voices right now are the terrorists and not the people who under who actually understand that that's not what the religion is. I, I completely agree with you. But I think just some something to think about uh, everyone. I would assume of the three of us, especially because we're probably, but most people know who the Westboro Baptist Church is. Sure. How small of a sect of Christianity is that? It's one family, I think. Yeah, it's they, a microcosm. But because they are radical, their voices are a thousand times more amplified because all they do is yell all day, every day. So, of course, the loudest voices are going to be the the hate-filled ones. But but see, the, the difference that I have, though, is that there are so many other Christians that come out and speak against them. That's a great, so no, it's hear, a great point. Like, you yeah. hear them talking about they're going to go protest at funerals or whatever, and then you see, like, the Christian groups that will stand on the other side and sit there and shout them down. By the way— So there's—it's not—I don't feel like it's, it's the same. Like, you hear them because they're loud, but you hear so many more Christians shout them down. That's mm -hmm. the pro that's the difference that I see. And I, I get it because again, when we're talking about like the, the South Carolina, the, the kid that shot up like the, the black church in South Carolina and like the you know, you have these instances where it's like there's Christians who they do these things and they're doing it in like their own pervert pervert perverse idea of religion. But then you have all of the other like you have a lot more other people that are that are in that religion that are shouting that down, that are saying this isn't right. We are absolutely against that. That's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that is what I feel like is a difference. Like I said, the King of Jordan, he's standing up there. He is putting, he is literally putting his neck on the line. He's doing it. But there are so many other countries that I feel like are not. And that's where, that's where part of the problem lies with me. Cause I just feel like you, you have to, like, you have to have balance. And if you can't, then that's an issue. So that's, that's where like that part of that problem is for me. So a couple thoughts. First, you mentioned the Westboro Baptist Church, and it, it just, this is definitely a tangent. Awful How, people. Terrible people. Mm -hmm. Crazy people. Smarter than a lot of people give them credit for because they diversified. Because when people first heard about them, what were they? They were the God hates fags people. And then they're like, okay... Let's dial that back a little bit and let's focus. We'll shout the things, but we're not going to call our organization God Hates Fags anymore. We're the Westboro Baptist Church, and we hate everything, and we're fucking crazy. Now, that was just a complete aside. Now, what you're saying actually ties into what Jeff mentioned, is the vocal people are the ones that everybody notices. So... You look on Twitter, you find out that there's a hashtag for fuck Paris, and also it's right next to, in the same tweets, hashtag Black Lives Matter. The other Black Lives Matter people aren't being like, whoa, 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 no, 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 the fuck Paris people, you know, that's not us. We still think Black Lives Matter. We just don't want to talk about it today. 
Those guys are they're they're a little you know they're a little fired up. Apologize for that, but that didn't happen. And also the the idea that ISIS killing a bunch of people in Paris is a white issue. Ask ISIS what they think of black people. Do they think black lives matter? Well, they don't think black lives matter. They don't think white lives matter. They don't think brown lives They don't think any lives matter. They don't think Arab lives yeah, matter. Hashtag right. no lives matter exactly. is the actual <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> that, is, that is the ISIS hashtag. Yeah, that's the ISIS hashtag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like black lives matter you know time and place you know you can bring it back up you know in a few days if you had needed to but you don't need to you know it's like okay let's get back to it and there were also tweets people at the university of missouri were like hey hey remember we were the biggest story on thursday what the fuck happened there's still racial incidents on the university yeah there's a poop swastika at the university of missouri and that's more important a symbol out of poop there's a bigger issue. Yeah. There's, like, <laughs> why did you touch your poop? Is is the smallest part of that issue. Like, I let's agree. Be honest. Yeah. I that I I, do, I have to say I feel like that's it's a weird thing that that I feel like is one of the ones that got the most attention. I feel like it was. I feel like that whole thing started with more of a generalized situation and like the the you know poop swastika and. There was another. There was another one that that happened as well. Like those were like the two. Are you talking about the Yale students? No, it was. There were two on the the campus of Missouri. One was the poop swastika, and one was another. another That's the biggest problem with Missouri when they were trying to have all the shit. No one even knew what happened. Right, it's true. No, no, it's absolutely true. There was a poop swastika, and you're like, "Uh, okay, well, what else happened? Like, what's What's the issue? But so there's there's two. So there were two issues that there were two. By the like way, Poop Swastika was my favorite Frank Zappa album. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so there were two specific things that were pointed out that that like came up. The I feel like there's there was actually a thirty for thirty documentary um, on the University of Colorado. Uh, it was like two weeks ago. You should check that out. And that will I think that'll give you an understanding of what I think they were talking about on the campus of Colorado with the way that the black students were feeling in that environment. And it, it's it's too long to sort of like explain right here to watch that 30 for 30 um, on the University of Colorado and you'll get like a better understanding. So I feel like it started with just an overall uncomfortable feeling and there were like instances they didn't feel like the president was taken care of. But then, the pro- and this is sort of the problem that I have in general with Black Lives Matter is I think the idea behind Black Lives Matter originally was fine. The problem is there's no there is no sense of movement. There's no leader of the movement. So you don't know what they like they're sitting they're like shouting down like people will say, "Okay, just tell me what you want. Like what issues do you want to bring up?" And they don't have any. They just want to keep shouting at you and just te- and like I'll tell you what my issue is. Fuck cops. That's what my issue is. But it's not even that like It's not was, even that focused. Yeah. And there was there was like at, on that, I, I think it was that one. It might have actually been the Yale campus, to be honest with you. I know it was one of those two. There was like, as you know, like there's a whole group of people out there protesting, doing the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and then they like there were like some of the black people that were there started yelling at the white people who were with them chanting along, <laughs> saying, "Get the fuck out of here, you white sluts!" Yeah. So you're you're ruining your whole like there is no like formed idea of what it is you're trying to say, and so now everything is like 
under that that umbrella. Only there's nothing that that they're trying to actually accomplish because they're just sitting there shouting and they're just trying to make a movement, but they don't know what the movement is. It, it's mm-hmm. the difference with the civil rights. The civil rights movement actually was a movement. There actually was a clear idea of what they were trying to do. This just seems to be like people protesting to protest, and they don't even know what they're protesting for. They just feel like it's a good idea to get out there and protest. Mm. And it dri- it's like that's what's driving me nuts about the whole thing because it's like, look, there are, there are legitimate instances of, that you can point to in racism and like where you need to like actually have some sort of disparity that you need to talk about. But the, like everything else, it just gets like so like blended together that every, you can't separate out like what's real and what is just like people wanting to protest for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I I think it's like people today are like uh, kept hearing like the the youth kept hearing like oh well back in my day we used to protest and we'll show you guys well, you guys don't do anything you just sit around so now they're just like well we can protest but we have nothing to protest about but we're gonna protest the shit out of something. Um, totally tangential. Uh, <laughs> I was watching some random clip the other day, and it was, uh, I think, like Charlemagne the God or whatever from um, Breakfast Club, I think it is, the the radio show. You guys know? I don't. Uh, I only listen to Zach Sang in the game. It's <laughs> Oh, gross. Uh, it's, it's, like a, it, it's like an all-black uh, morning show, and they were talking about transgendered people. And you think that there's a chance I might have listened to this show? No, just that you would know <laughs> no, what no, it I is. No, I know what it is. Okay. Listen, oh, transgender okay. porn is hot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, a, um, yeah with, there's, a, uh, there's a dude named Miriam in one I saw. Gross. Oh. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he literally said, they're going on this whole thing. Uh, and it was like, I don't want like some little boy or like a little boy with a pee-pee in the girl's room and blah, blah, all this stuff. And he was like, I mean, it's a simple solution. Let's just get them their own bathrooms. And I was like, really? Really? You think separating people <laughs> is a great idea? <laughs> yeah, look, these separate bathrooms, they're going to be equal to the other ones. Separate but equal. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I just yeah. had to bring that up no, because no, no, it that's, blew my mind me, that's, when that's, I saw it. I was like, they, really, you think that's separating us? There's the good solution to this. There are, it's, it is sometimes funny when you listen to pe- what people's arguments are and how they're like trying to, well, yeah, just, I mean, we'll just have separate bathrooms and everything will be fine. There'll be equal bathrooms. There'll be the same, And it's like, separate but equal? Oh, that's what you're going yeah. for. Everybody, cool. I, I think that what? that that is the approach to you know not the in studio interviews, but every video on location interview that I ever see them do on the Daily Show, where they like sit down with someone, and you just let them talk about what they believe in, and they're like, "So wait, this is what you really believe?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, we don't even have to make it up." <laughs> so anyway, I think it's exactly it's that sort of thing. Uh, what I wanted to move on to talking about, it's don't worry, it's still on the same issue. Uh, there are now governors of you know more than half the states of 30. these United States. Thirty-two. Yes. Oh. All right, thirty-two. I, it's funny because I, I was believe. going to correct him and say thirty-one, but it's thirty-two. Boom. So there oh. you go. <laughs> well, in so, my face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what? In everybody's <laughs> face, that uh, they want to refuse to re- relocate Syrian refugees after the attacks, and. The mayor of Roanoke, Virginia, has uh, gotten some heat for suggesting, well, why don't we put them in internment camps? And I find it hard to believe that I'm just like, whoa, 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 hold on. That's not such a terrible idea. Now, obviously, internment camps during World War II, where they rounded up U.S. citizens who happened to be Japanese and they put them there. And, you know, George Takei has made a god-awful musical about it that Larry O'Connor had to go see and pretend that he liked. It's besides the point. 
There's songs in it. I've seen footage from when he workshop. It's amazing. But anyway, it's besides the point. These are people fleeing supposedly terrible conditions. So if it's so bad, why not have him hang out for a little while in an internment camp? Let's just, you know, if they're, if it's so bad, so what if they live in like an abandoned army barracks or something, you know? Don't worry, it'll be separate but equal. You know, I don't know. I just think, like, you can let them in, but, you know, let's really take a long, hard look at these people we let in. I don't remember if I ever heard it substantiated, but I remember hearing that one of the terrorists in Paris was a Syrian refugee. Okay, so that's a reason right there that, you know, you might want to just take a close look. And I heard a story today... In Honduras, they arrested five Syrians using fake passports to get into the United States. So, you know, there's bad things afoot. And it's we're talking about whether it's the 80-20 or the 90-10. Well, there's still the 10. So if you bring in, you know, a thousand terrorists, well, there's still going to be a lot. I mean, a thousand terrorists. That was a problem. <laughs> if you bring in a thousand Syrians... Well, there's going to be some terrorists in there. So let's take a look at them. Let's let's separate them for a little bit. Let's let's not give them Wi-Fi. You know, let's let them live somewhere free of oppression that that they're running from. That is in small part, you know, our fault because we didn't stop it. But whatever. And I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Maybe I'm wrong. Culture and your thoughts. Well, my thought sort of is is this. It sort of goes back to something I was going to bring up before. One of the biggest problems in the Middle East in general, and it's just one of those things that we we do not under, we we don't understand, and we'll never get it, is there is a huge difference between Sunni and Shia Muslims. It's like great. that's actually a great point. Yeah. It is like it's not even it. It seriously could be like Jewish people, and I don't know Buddhists. Like they could, they're just like entirely different. So it's another reason that like tying all Muslims together doesn't make sense because there the variation is extreme. So my my what I feel like would be a more reasonable solution and something that you know would sort of be beneficial for everyone involved is if Sunni com- whichever whatever countries these refugees like whatever part of Islam these these refugees are coming from whether it's Sunni or Shia, you have those countries in the region who are already there start to like bring them into their own countries so they'll be safer because they'll be with people who share their religion who aren't just going to try to kill them because one of them is Sunni and one of them is Shia. So they can they will be and it'll be closer because they'll be in an area that they're more familiar with in a culture they're more familiar with. So there's not just like trying to like just flee immediately and having people be like, I don't know who you are, where you're coming from. If you go to a place where like we have a lot of allies there on both sides, we right. have, where there are countries that we are friends with who are primarily Shia countries. There are countries that are primarily Sunni countries. So we can just say, look, we're, we're willing to take in some more refugees here, but let them go there first. You guys are you're more familiar with the differences with who the people are. So you'll have a better understanding. So it would be easier to if we if they go that way so that they're not just streaming in. And then because when you have people streaming in and, it, you know, it happened, it's happening in Europe that what we're talking about, like fear will start to emerge. And when you have one of the one of the terrorists was like uh, was a refugee with like a fake passport that came through Greece. And like the today, like one of the raids, like the 
Like there was a woman who was calling out for help so that she could bring some of the police closer so she could blow up, blow them up with her right. vest. So that way, like if you if you have them where they're closer to Syria anyways and in communities that they're going to be safer in because it's not going to be just people who want to kill each other as much, I think that would be an easier solution to like help figure it out. And then the people who really absolutely need help and like the, the pe- where there's overflow, it would be easier to like bring them in and, and have them and be able to help them better because like they'll, they're being filtered in a way that is easier for us to follow. So it's easier for us to like understand, okay, the, this is this person's background. And you know that because they're coming from a country that we're actually allies with that w- that's going to be willing to help because they're not going to want to keep them there forever. So it will be an easy, it, I feel like it would be a better process. You know, the characterization by uh, President Obama and a lot of people on the left is that these refugees are, I believe the term is uh, widows and children. And, and orphans. And orphans. Um, that's all well and good. But the idea that, like, oh, you don't have to be afraid of women, well, that's just sexist. Because women can be terrorists, too, Mr. President. Don't think that they can't. I mean, there's a woman in the suicide vest. And that was a point that I meant to get to earlier, by the way. He just says these things where the day of the Paris shooting, earlier that afternoon, he's like, well, ISIS is contained. And old pal of the Dennis Miller show... Jake Tapper, <laughs> he said that, well, if this is them tap, contained, tap. I'd, uh, I forget how he phrased it, actually. I, I remembered it on the day because it was so amazing the way he phrased it. He just basically boiled it into, oh, this is them contained, but... They're more like the juice is loose. Exactly. Oh! The, uh... Look, it was politicized a lot after it happened, and that's always annoying, and... There was a tweet that I saw. Unfortunately, I saw because someone else retweeted it. And I saw uh, Rolling Stone magazine. They tweeted, After the attacks in Paris, we shouldn't close our doors to refugees fleeing extremism. We should open them. And my first thought was, Oh, thanks, magazine, that tells me what Chris Martin had for breakfast and where Bono likes to take a shit. Shut the fuck up, Rolling Stone magazine. You know, just worry about you know stick to what you know and telling false uh, false gang rape stories and yeah campuses. which we're not even gonna have time for this week which is actually something i wanted to talk about we'll talk about it in the future uh yeah exactly yeah that's what they should really stick to is uh you know accusing uh, fraternities of gang rape when it didn't happen but the idea of like oh no no we need more of them and look i don't talk about political things on on facebook I, I do on Twitter because sometimes it's funny, but uh, I sorry we're all laughing because uh, <laughs> Dennis is on the O'Reilly Factor right now. He looks good. I don't know where he is though because he is not he is not in the Santa Barbara studio. Anyway, sorry I got this, got very distracted. That was the thing I always hated that he would do during the radio show. Hey, who in the hell is this? You know, he just talk about what he saw <laughs> on the screen, and then I was like, well, what you're looking at right now. But anyway, and. You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, it's terrible to not want all these these refugees. And we're just saying that uh, you can take refugees, but take a look at them. I mean, you know, don't just let them in and then, you know, give them the key to the city. You know, check in on them. Keep an eye on them. You I know? say let Germany just keep taking all of them. And here's why. One, and I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm just saying I don't know of any incidents that have happened in Germany. Sure. But... Please, please, some religious group, 
fuck with Germans because we know how forgiving and cool they are with that shit. <laughs> they're they're super understanding. Yeah, they never do anything to eliminate millions and millions of some kind of ethnicity or group that they don't like. Please fuck with Germany. Please, like, please, ISIS, do something in Germany. Because I really want to see that response. Like, I'm, I really do. I'm just, just to point this out, they did have, there was an, an incident where there was, like, the bomb threat at the, at a German soccer bomb stadium. Threat, but, like, right. followed through. But the issue is that there is actually a far-right movement in Germany that is rising, especially because of all the, the immigrants coming in. I'm just pointing that out to you. This is actually, it's something that's actually happening. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. I'm just telling you, so, you know, that's a little little close. Watch out, Syria. (laughs) I'm just saying it's a little closer than you might think. You know, I don't uh, subscribe to uh, President Obama's characterization of ISIS as the JV squad. The people who run it are very organized and they have great resources. But what you see from this event, I'm not trying to minimalize it at all. It's terrible. But you realize really quickly how much worse it could have been. Because do you think that there were three people with suicide vests outside of a soccer stadium because they wanted to blow it up from the outside? No, they underestimated the amount of security that there was at a football stadium of that many people. And they're like, oh, yeah, soccer. (laughs) And we're not able to get in there, so we'll just have to blow it up outside. And it's terrible that three people died. But there were 80,000 people inside. And also... The president of France was there. So, you know, there were extra security measures. So, first of all, there's the idea of like, okay, that's, you know, fortuitous. Wasn't that there was France Germany friendly too? It was a France Germany friendly. Fuck with the Germans, I'm exactly. telling you. I want to see it. But, and then it's just, <laughs> just it's just, you know, figure it out a, 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 a little bit better. And, you know, it's just. You hear about the on-the-ground people. You know, there was a guy who had, like, a, a car loaded up with explosives in, in Times Square, and he, you know, he tried to park it in, like, a no-parking zone or something, and that's how they found, like, hey, hey, you know. Wait, so, you mean at some point a meter maid was actually useful to society? I was about to say no, something no, similar. By the way, if you've ever tried to park on a street in New York where you're not supposed to be, you're lucky to get 30 seconds before it gets towed. <laughs> so, it, you know, and you're just like... These things are terrible, but it's the disaffected youth that are willing to die for the cause. The people who organize are like, well, fuck it. We're not going to Paris and kicking down doors and shooting people. No, fuck that. You yes, know, gonna- listen, listen, people. I, what I need you to do is go start spreading terror. Go ahead, blow yourself yeah. up. Okay. Well, what, what are you? What are you going to do? You to blow I'm, yourself yeah. up on I'm going to. I'm going to be. I I have to stay here and stay stay alive because I've got to keep organizing stuff. But yeah. you, I need you to go out and do. This, yeah, I got to okay? count. I got to count all the money. Yeah. So you go ahead and you know you you will. Uh, you get a fo- PS4. You get a PS4. <laughs> you get a PS4. Ooh, now, you get a vest. Yeah, yeah, you get a vest. Sorry, everybody gets a vest. So. You know, and I guess that's what happens when the, you know, the the smart people in the organization, the resourceful ones, they're not on the ground actually doing this shit because they're like, well, fuck, we're going to die. You know, I mean, we believe in this cause, of course, the uh, evil West, and we want people to die. But, I mean, we don't want ourselves to die. I mean, listen, bin Laden was caught, like, in a, in a house in Pakistan, like, you know, with porn movies in, like, a, I don't know, like, some kind of video game system in the, in the room that he was in. I'm just saying, he, you know, he's got other people who are out doing shit. He's, like, sitting there chilling at home. You know what I mean? I just, just saying. You know what would be hilarious? 
Uh, well, not actually at all hilarious. I was but, like, where, where's hilarious this Hilarious is a weird way to yeah, put this, this, but okay. Well, just just like a, a almost like a cartoon that just appeared in my mind when thinking about this is like they they succeed. Like the Islamic State destroys all of Western society, right? And then they're like, that would be but hilarious. Wait, but wait, where'd all the porn go? What's, <laughs> what? How are we supposed yeah. to play FIFA now? What? But that's true. The, like when when it really came back, and then they realize, wait. There's nothing good about life anymore. Yeah, yeah. What did what did all what the then? all the nine eleven hijackers? What did they do on September tenth? They went out to a strip club that night. You just know? saying. Yeah, they just <laughs> saying. You evil Western dogs. First, I will enjoy your titties. Yeah, like oh, who's damn straight? Who, who's this girl that's sitting at my table so long? Oh, her name's Miriam. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, look, we do things here sometimes just to make ourselves oh, laugh. I can't help God. it. You know, come on. <laughs> we have fun here at the Black House, even when we talk about terrible international tragedy. Because you know what? If you if you you don't want to laugh at it, but if you can laugh in the face of all this stuff, uh, then the terrorists lose. The terrorists lose. Don't be afraid. Like like that. If I had one message for everybody uh, from this, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid of Muslims now, or don't be afraid of, of brown skinned people. Just because some shitty people did something awful. Like, look, it was eight people in Paris, maybe nine. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, it's scary how how big of an impact, how that's a very small amount of people could have. But it's eight people. There's millions of people in that city who uh, look exactly the same, have the same last name, and are not doing anything remotely like that. So just don't be afraid of them. Like, that's... That's how we lose. We lose when we give them what they want, and what they want is for us to be fearful, and they want us to be divided. Unity is the number one way that we can destroy ISIS. I think that that's a, that's a great point, and it would be a great point to end on, but there's something that I actually wanted to bring up, uh, that the, uh, hack, the Hackers Collective, known as Anonymous, they're the guys in the Guy Fox masks, a.k.a. the V for Vendetta masks for people mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. maybe... aka a religious fanatic who yeah. tried to blow up parliament well but exactly no no exactly Irony. 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 well they've declared that they're at war with isis and they posted a series of messages on twitter and on youtube and they're preparing to unleash a wave of attacks on the extremist group because you know what even people who like to watch the world burn want the right things to burn you know they want like world banks and things like that and they're like no fuck isis oh they you know because there's all this talk about you know isis and their you know uh, technological capabilities and their presence on social media yeah well you know the hackers who can you know tack into bank of america and put everybody's account information online yeah they can probably do a little bit better and you know fuck some stuff up for isis so I say good for those guys, you know? There's a lot of... You know, the other stuff that they do is probably not great for the world, but I like They that did expose Ashley Madison, and that was pretty hilarious. That was actually hilarious, and it's true. Boy, Bring down gonna... the Duggars. <laughs> <laughs> you know that he... What did he do? He, like, raped somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a prostitute. It was either a prostitute or a stripper. Right. Who is now suing Duggar. I believe she basically... was a porn star. Oh, was it a porn star? I, I, so be- you know I could be wrong. Could be, I, go ahead. Whatever. One of those share types. It, share it. I guess I'm generalizing, but you know the, the type of lady I'm talking about. Yes. Not the type to typically complain about things is uh, pressing charges against Josh Duggar. He ended up paying her something like, I think she was a stripper because he, he met her in a strip club. 
uh, this was part of the story. That no, I but nobody thinking. ever meets a stripper at a strip club and then goes home with her and bangs her or anything. No, that that's, never happens. That's gross. Anyways, um, so uh, as I was saying, Josh Duggar paid this chick like something like fifteen hundred dollars, not three dollars, fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> to through that to to bang her, and then like was so rough that she was like, "This is rape." Like. Don't fucking. What are you yeah. doing? And now is like pressing charges. Cause, yeah, she's a porn star. Because Josh Duggar and Josh Duggar. True. Although, and I, you know, that's good because I again that that family drives me nuts in, in a whole whole variety of ways. But this is my this is my thing. It's the same thing I said about Tiger Woods, and I'm gonna say it about this one. You had no fucking problems with any of this shit until everybody had a problem, and then you saw you could like get some more money out of the deal. You were totally fine. Yeah, exactly. you were totally like tool to keep going back. But then it's like, uh, uh, oh, every, oh, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, oh, my God, it was so horrible. I'm scarred for it. Shut up. If it was an issue, you should have said it at the time. Coming out now, I don't, I have much less sympathy. Like, I get it. I, I'm not saying that, you know, like, rape is rape, and that's, I, we're not arguing that. But don't sit there and tell me about how you're scarred for life now. When, but like, you weren't. You, right, you come, weren't at the yeah. time. You weren't, like, when everyone still loved him, and he was still, like, this this, like, public figure that everyone was, like, was like, oh, this guy is like, that was so when it was just... cool to have fucked him. Right. Then it's like, oh, I did this on the down low. Everything's, you know, whatever. But yeah, I'm just saying, not for nothing. Like, I have no sympathy for people who come out, you know, like later come on, out. like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, this was so traumatizing for me. Oh my God. Tiger Woods told me he wanted to pee on me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make a porn movie now about Tiger Woods <laughs> peeing on me. No I'm, big deal. That's not I, weird, I know right? Certain people that are very into that. Well, as we wind down this installment of the Blackcast, and it's not surprising because we had a really serious issue to talk about, I cannot believe that we didn't get to talk about Charlie Sheen, so we're going to have to do that next time. Sorry. Sorry, everyone who was expecting to hear us talk about Charlie Sheen. But uh, we had uh, serious and important things to talk about. I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on the relevance of this specific terrorist incident uh the impact it'll have on the presidential race because you got to assume there'll be something that happens between now and then you know there's always the god forbid you hope it doesn't but you know probably will and you got to figure that a big concern of people will be well who makes you feel safer and you look at the people on the stage of either debates the democratic or republican debates not a lot of people make you feel like oh yeah that i feel really safe with Bernie Sanders or Hillary or Mike Huckabee or Marco Rubio. There's a lot that I don't like about Donald Trump, but um, I do think that he would be a guy who wouldn't worry about hurting somebody's feelings. I agree with that, but I actually think it's going to swing the exact opposite way than Trump because the two Republican frontrunners right now are Carson and Trump, and they are admittedly, well, Trump will never admit anything, but they are, admittedly to all rational people around the race, the least versed in foreign policy. Yeah, and, that's and, a great point, actually. Uh, and so it's like, let's be honest, like this, if anything, helps Chris Christie. This should give him a bump because he can make the claim of being like an, an attorney general and fighting against terrorism through courts and, and such after 9-11. But the reality is it, all we're going to do now is shift a lot more from illegal immigration to refugee crisis and foreign policy. 
And that is going to be really hard for Ben Carson because all the reports currently that are coming out are that he's having a really tough time absorbing the information. Well, it's so hard to imagine, and I'll let you speak in a second, uh, Coltrane. It's so hard to imagine that a guy who thinks that the pyramids are where Joseph stored his grain wouldn't know that much about foreign affairs. Coltrane, your thoughts? I mean, look, I I actually watched some of these debates and everything, and I've been been sort of surprised that, that Dr. Carson has managed to like be up front for as long as he has but i think i mean he sort of was already i think sort of like after as from the paris attack on he's been like dropping like a rock i disagree with you and i think that donald trump is actually going to skyrocket because you're because he has been tapping into that that sort of passion and like kind of uh nationalism and anger where like he started talking about building a wall like when he first came out to like keep our borders safe, so he was already sort of in the front of that. Even though it was with like uh, immigration from you know Mexico, he was still talking about protecting the country and keeping us safe. And now, like his, he's just coming out. He's picking fights already with Obama being overseas and stuff. He's like picking fights and saying, "Screw it, we should bomb the shit out of these people." And so I think that people are just they're reactionary and they're just going to keep reacting to it. So I think he's going to tap into those people and. When it comes, when you look at the side where it's like Bernie Sanders still saying climate change and Hillary Clinton, you know, like still not really being that strong about it, like kind of being sort of, uh, well, I don't know, kind of like this, like you're you're gonna get someone like I think Trump and Marco Rubio are the two that are gonna sort of get there. Like Marco Rubio in the in the way you're talking as more of the serious person who's been there for a while, but Donald Trump has been talking about borders and keeping us safe. And I think that's he'll tap into that, so he'll be fine. Carson's done. Carson, yeah, people like him, but he's done. I could see it helping him in polling, especially initially, if he taps into that, like, anger that people have right now, because I think that is uh, Trump's best asset as a candidate. Uh, However, once it... I don't know. I I think it's hard for me, because I'm, I'm independent, but, like, I would consider myself closer to an informed voter, and I have nothing to do with, like, it, it is so apparent how fucking stupid he is about this stuff. And the solutions that he proposes are so short-sighted and so, like, ill-thought out. And also not very well explained, usually. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll figure out ISIS, uh, you know, we'll get that taken care of in a, in a week. Yeah. What is Trump's tax plan? Because all I ever fucking hear is how much everyone loves it. Like, that's indicative of Trump. Right. He's just going to tell you how he's got such a great plan to handle it. But he doesn't. And and if he ever does actually say what his plan is, which he uses bullshit guys as like, well, I don't want to say exactly what my plan is. I don't want to tell them what it is. No, because you don't fucking have one. Well, like, yeah, be, no, be, tr- Trump's be, tax plan is like, oh, my girlfriend in Canada. Like, no, believe me, I have a girlfriend in Canada. You don't know her because she lives in Canada. No, I have a tax plan. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, I, as someone who watched the last debate, you you should go. Like, I can't explain it, but you should. he did actually. They did press him on it. So if you want to know about his I've tax plan. every you, single you, debate. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know that I agree with that assessment. But, you know, I don't know that I agree with his plan. But I don't think that I wouldn't say that he doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know that I I don't know. I don't know that it's the actual most effective tax plan but i do think he does have a tax plan and i just don't know that i agree with it all but right but the tax the plan is not the point the but, other thing yeah. that i would the other thing that i would point out is i if you if nothing else happens as far as any sort of terrorist event between now and the election sure you might be right there's any other terrorist attack anywhere that people pay attention to he's going to win 
I'm just telling you right now. You can at you can no, think, but it needs to be like can, a, it needs to be in like early November because if it happens, you know, in like two months, nobody will remember because no one remembers that, anything. That's actually see, I disagree because like they're because the other side, like the Democrats, are so averse to saying anything about that's, that's Islamic actually radicalism yeah. that you're gonna. It sound like it doesn't sound like it should make sense, but like the Midwestern moms are gonna they're thinking about their kids and they're thinking about the future, and when they're sitting there thinking about your your Bernie Sanders talking about climate change is the biggest threat when you're seeing people in Paris, which is that you know in Europe that's a country that's closer to America. It's pretty westernized. You're seeing people just getting wiped out there. That they're going to just tap into that, and it's just going to be that I want to protect my family, mm-hmm. and the people on the other side aren't doing that. I so agree. I'm just saying, like I don't. I'm not saying that I think that that's right. I'm just saying that's what he's tapping into. And when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove. Someone who says they're going to protect you is someone that people will vote for there as opposed to someone who's just going to keep telling you that it's your own fault in climate change. I agree with that towards low information voters, but you've got low information voters who are going to vote Democratic Democratic because they hear all the, we'll give you everything you fucking want. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. And they love that. Uh, and people these- love that so much that people who consider themselves, you know, they wouldn't use the word cool, but, you know, the people who think that they're the cool kids like probably one of the least dynamic politicians I've ever seen on a national stage in Bernie Sanders. There's nobody worse on TV than him. And, you know, it's like you see Larry Sanders play him. Larry Sanders. Larry da- Larry, as soon as I said it. You, you it. see Larry David play him on <laughs> SNL. You're like, oh, no, Larry David as Bernie Sanders, he'd be a great president. I would love that, you know. Vice President Jeff Garland. That'd be awesome. I, I'm all on board for that. But yeah, there's so what you're talking about, Jeff, that people are so quick to be like, yeah, the person that has these ideals is who we want. Completely discounting the fact that Bernie Sanders is, you know, it's like all the people who were, you know, in the 2000 election, they're like, oh, Ralph Nader. Have you heard him talk? You know, he made Al Gore look like. Mick Jagger, which that hurt for me to come up with that. that you know what really? I mean? It made, it made Al Gore look like a dynamic guy with a lot of personality. Ralph Nader. So Bernie Sanders, it, there's, there's, there's nothing there, you know? I just feel like most of these uh, conservative, lower information voters just do whatever Fox News tells them to do, and Fox News fucking hates Donald Trump because he's yeah. an asshole. Except so, that, again, every, every time that they get into a fight with him, his numbers go up. His numbers go up because right now it's meaningless. Yeah. It's, it's, hey, who's saying some shit you like hearing? Oh, Donald Trump. He's funny. Yeah. But Fox News, but like you said, Fox News is against him. Like they, they, they're not like sitting there giving him a big platform. So if it was just conservatives who were like, Mm -hmm. who like Fox News that were just like, they're, we're going to vote for whoever they tell us to. You know, Huffington Post or whatever propping up Bernie Sanders because he's amazing. It's the same thing, but it doesn't matter. Whatever platforms are propping these up, they're preaching to the choir. The people in the middle will actually make all the difference. And I think when you put Donald Trump on a national ballot against, most anybody, but not anybody. You know, Bernie Sanders, he would certainly beat. And I don't know what it is about Hillary Clinton that she's still around. I don't know what it is about her and her husband. I just, I, you know, like Dennis Miller, I just expect her to be president because it was ordained that at some point she would be president. Oh, the black guy got in. I don't know how that happened, but don't worry. It'll still be you. But 
Donald Trump is such a weird variable that I don't think anybody really expected. Like, I don't know when he got into the race, but here we are at the end of 2015. We're almost to the primaries and he's still in it. And you're like, oh, my God, he's actually really running for president. I just thought it was it was a goof. You know, I think my uh, maybe the reason that I'm so like sitting here trying to come up with reasons why he won't make it is because it terrifies me the thought that such a fucking ass clown could be anywhere close to the presidency disgusts me because look even if you agree with the shit he's saying he's just fucking saying it to to get you to agree with him this is like the most fucking spineless piece of shit person in the world like you're talking about a guy who treats every fucking press conference when talking about the other candidates for the same party that he's supposed to be a part of like he's about to meet up with them at SummerSlam. like you're <laughs> a bunch of fucking idiots and i'll tell you how i'm gonna take down nice what you gonna do brother i'm gonna put them in the back let me tell you carly fiorina what i'm gonna do hey that's not a bad idea is mean gene okerlund still around can he uh do the sideline interviews with trump look Anybody who thinks that they want to vote for Donald Trump has probably never been to the Trump Marina in Atlantic City. I have. I think that's the lone reason why I wouldn't vote for him. It's a shitty casino. I just... I. You know, his name is on a substandard product, and I would like the substandard product to not be the United States of America, Coltrane. I'm I'm just saying, like, and, you know, who knows? We still don't know if he will actually get the nomination. There's still... I still have it in the back of my mind that at some point... He'll still be like in first or second place, and then at a certain point he's gonna be like, "I don't really want to do this. I just wanted to prove to you guys I could and yeah. walk away." Yeah, so Ivanka's think- gonna run now. So now just- Ivanka's gonna be the greatest. Actually, I would vote for Ivanka, by the way. But so I just, you know, so that's possible. But I just think that I'd give her three dollars. <laughs> Boom! If he like at the end of the day in November, if he's on the ballot, I think. And again, there's something. Any other sort of event happens, I think that he'll that he would get. A lot of like the sort of more moderate, like Midwestern mom kind of vote just because when it comes to social issues, he's not like outside of immigration. He is more just kind of like whatever, like he's not big on abortion. Like he's he's sort of tolerable to people as far as like he doesn't seem like an extreme right wing person. So I think that they'll let that part slide and they'll just go on the emotion of. He wants to build a wall to protect us, and the other side doesn't. Well, the way that's the, all, I the, just, the, way the left talks about Donald Trump is the way the left talked about Ronald Reagan in 1980. And in 1984, they were like, well, of course this guy is not going to get reelected because he's terrible. And I, I believe Walter Mondale got two electoral votes in 1984, which I remember because <laughs> Dennis like- Miller had a joke that... Uh, I didn't even run, and I almost tied him. It's a great joke. That's why I. That's why I brought. It, I brought the whole thing up. Anyway, uh, look, there's there's a, a long way until then. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, I'm going to do a write-in vote for Charlie Sheen, probably. And unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about him. But I'm just saying, Coltrane Duray. Col- we're going to be the Coltrane. Great du- no, look, the Coltrane. Although I don't know, Captain Neo's looking. Uh, he's saying Duray Coltrane. Listen, I don't mind being vice president. Yeah. That's cool. VPs wearing that. You, you want to take the top of that ticket? That's cool. <laughs> I don't. I personally, I don't care because if it was if it was a, a Coltrane Duray ticket, it wouldn't matter. There wouldn't be these borders like president <laughs> and vice president. We all just be like you know taking a toke and telling each other some ideas. You We'd know, just man? be kicking it. I'm the telling you. The Green old- Party, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it is the Green Party. And, of course, true, true. Secretary of State, Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady is not the Secretary of State. Tom Brady is the grandpa Nate of all America and all the fucking world. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing. I would love to see Tom Brady throw a fucking long bomb all the way over to fucking Syria because that <laughs> bomb will do way more fucking damage to those assholes than anything that we're watching. Tom, Tom Brady, GLA, baby. GLA. <laughs> Greatest living American. Just saying. And on that note, we thank all of you for uh, joining us here on the Blackcast. A uh, little bit more serious of a Blackcast, but we still had fun, as we always say. Give us your uh, thoughts on Twitter at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. On Facebook, like the Blackcast. And you can always go to Blackcast.com. For Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks, for Captain EO on Twitter at Jeff Duray, and for the Invisible Agent Starling on Twitter at WillStarling underscore, I am Christian Blatt on Twitter at Christian DMZ. We'll see you next time on the Blackcast.